I greet you all in the wonderful name of Jesus, and I'm glad to welcome you to the second episode in the series, The Man, Christ Jesus. Um, Let us pray. Thank you, Father. Thank you so much for the written word. Thank you for the blessedness of your spirit. We ask that as we look through your word, we receive insight and revelation. We ask that there's no confusion. We pray that our lives will be improved upon by your word. And uh, it will tend to spiritual growth in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. So uh, we take a step further in uh, understanding our subject, which is the man Christ Jesus. I will look through our main text, which is 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 5. The Bible says, For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. Uh, one word I want us to uh, zoom into is the word mediator. Uh, it speaks of one who is like an intermediary between two parties here in this text, between God and men. And that mediator is Christ Jesus. In Ephesians chapter 2, reading from verse 11 to 14, we'll see uh, Apostle Paul describing that there was uh, a wall of partition between God and man. Uh, meaning mankind had been away, like we see in Adam, when he messed up, he went to hide himself. Uh, so there was that break in fellowship. There was no communication. And uh, for this to be sorted, there needs to be an intermediary who brought the two parties that you say are loggerheads, bring them together. And that man is Christ Jesus. Uh, Ephesians 2 calls him our peace, who had broken down the wall of partition that is between us. So uh, that man is Christ Jesus. The word mediator is actually the word mesites in the Greek. And as it appearance, are uh, always only speaking to Christ Jesus. You see that in Galatians 3, verse 19 and 20, uh, in 1 Timothy 2 and verse 5, which is our main text, you see in Hebrews chapter 8 and 6, Hebrews chapter 9 and 15, Hebrews chapter 12 and 24, all, interestingly, describes the mediatory role or the, the mediation that Christ did uh, between God and mankind. In Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 16, we see Paul in further explaining the role that Christ did uh, as a mediator, breaking down that wall of partition. He said he has reconciled us to God. So the role of a mediator is to reconcile us back to God. And you see that word reconciliation is a powerful term. That particular word, uh, we see it in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19 and 20. Uh, Therein, there is uh, what Christ did, uh, reconciling us back to the to God, right? Uh, so uh, usually when there's reconciliation between two parties, uh, it, it's either the one recognizes uh, his fault and runs back to the one is offended, which is very common practice among uh, humans. Uh, another is where the two parties have, have a share in the blame and then they try to work things out. It usually involves in mediation, yeah. But there, there is there is one particularly used to describe the mediatory rule of Christ, uh, as we see in that Second Corinthians chapter five. There's the word catalyst. Uh, in this case, 
are the reconciliation, God is the reconciler. Interesting. Man sinned, but God is the reconciler. He's the one who reconciled us to himself. So God is the reconciler and all man did was to embrace God's reconciliation. There's a song that comes to mind that I love so much. He said, you did not wait for me to draw near to you, but you clothe yourself in frail humanity. You did not wait for me to cry out to you, but you let me hear your voice calling me. And that's why I'm forever grateful. I'm forever grateful for this uh, amazing uh, and sacrificial love. I mean, can you imagine the one who was offended is the one who came all out seeking for the consolation. So you see, between the two parties, there is God and there is mankind. And mankind sinned against God. Uh, but God, the reconciler, was the one who uh, brought us back. So it means in First Timothy 2 and 5, we can say, for there is one God who is one mediator between God and man. So it means God is actually the mediator. So to now describe the mediator as the man Christ Jesus, it means there must be something about God and that man Christ Jesus. Praise God forevermore. So in 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16, it reads thus, it says, And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. It says, God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the word, received up into glory. So God was manifest in flesh. So, for God to achieve that mediation, God needed to be manifest in flesh. And that's described as the incarnation. So, that's where divinity became humanity. So, you see why the use of the word, the man Christ Jesus. So, in achieving that mediation, God needed to become a man. And like you saw in the first episode, we saw that uh, as uh, Christ, the man Christ Jesus, uh, came to represent God to us and represented us before God. Praise God. So that man Christ Jesus is God in flesh, is God in man, is God who became a man. Hallelujah. So it is God who became a man in uh, the book of Philippians, chapter 2 and verse 6. The Bible says, who being in the form of God. One of the versions described this as who is essentially God. He said, but did not consider it a robbery or something to be held unto to be equal. So it means Christ is God. Praise God. So he is God who became a man. Uh, John was describing, saying that no man has seen God at any time. Nobody. Hmm? It says no one had seen God at any time except except the only begotten of the Father who had declared him. So uh, there's no one who had seen God at any time. No one, no more. Except when God at the appointed time became a man, manifested. So the man Christ Jesus is God in flesh. 
is the God who manifested in flesh. Hallelujah. So uh, that's John chapter 3 says, No one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is the Son of Man who is in heaven. You see that? So the Son of Man who came down from heaven is God in man. So to play that mediation between God and man, God came down from heaven. Hallelujah. Was born of a virgin. Hallelujah. Walked through all the earth. He literally became a man. In the first episode, we learned in John chapter 11, he said he wept, right? In John chapter 4, he was hungry and tired. Even in Matthew chapter 4, he was tired and was tempted. In Hebrews, we saw that uh, he was in every way tempted like as we are. I mean, he, he understands everything. So, in wanting to identify with mankind, to bring us back, to save us and reconcile us back to God, God himself became a man. Glory to Jesus. So, great is that mystery of godliness. For God was manifest in flesh. So, this God that was manifest in flesh, the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Whose mind the God of this age had blinded, who does not believe, lest the light of the glory of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine in them. So Christ is described as the image of God. They're in speaking about the representation of God. So in Colossians chapter 1 verse 15, uh, the Bible says he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. He is the image. So that, that helps us to understand that Christ is God in flesh. I mean, the, the you remember that in, in, in the law, one of the things God one them against is not to make any graven image of any sort unless they begin to think this is God. Because God was going to come and dwell amongst men. In John chapter 1, it says in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. He said the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. Scrolling down to verse 14, he says, And... He became flesh and dwelt amongst us. He became flesh. He became flesh. So uh, in John chapter 14 and verse 9, when Jesus was speaking to Thomas, he said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Hallelujah. So Christ, the man Christ Jesus, is God, a man. He is divinity that became humanity. I mean, the incarnate world. And to crown it all, which is the emphasis of this episode, the writer of Hebrews will come in a characteristic manner, uh, explaining the superiority of Christ to every form of practice. I mean, the superiority of the mediator role that Christ, uh, who brought the new covenant, had done above everything that happened in the old. So he started out by saying, at sundry times and in diverse manner, right, in many portions of the old and in different ways, prophets spoke about God to the Father. But he said that in these last days, spoken to us 
in his son you see to use the word spoken to us in his son you might just feel like okay maybe his son is some right some other person like that like that but when he says spoken to us in his son and he went on to describe the son he said the son is the express image of the father oh hallelujah he says the son is the flawless image of the father the son dispels every doubt every contrary opinion about the father have you seen the son you have seen the father praise god the son is the exact representation of the father the word express image is the word character and it's just singly just once in that hebrews chapter 1 and verse 3 uh, but it's usually used to describe uh, that that which represent he said it's like a griever so it's both the tool or the person and particularly in this case uh, is used to describe the person called the man christ jesus he said that's the exact copy i mean no 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 that is the exact copy you see colossians 1 and 15 uh, makes it very clear he said he is the image of the invisible god the firstborn over all creation so the exact representation of god so when you say for there is one god and one mediator that would mean there is one god who is the mediator between god and man that one mediator is god and he is the man christ jesus hallelujah i trust you've been blessed uh thank you And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. God bless you.